What's going on everyone? This is Dustin Stelzer with Electrician U and today we are going to talk relays. So what is a relay? Uh, a relay is essentially a switch, but it is an electromagnetic switch, which means that you, instead of having to push a button to turn a switch on, you can send electricity to do that work for you. So uh, events and certain conditions can control these. Uh, if you ever think of like automobiles, cars have all kinds of relays in them. And what they're doing is they're saying, well, when this thing happens, we want to send power over here to turn this thing on or off. And when that thing's not happening anymore, we want to cut power from it. But relays are a little bit more advanced even yet. So say you want, when this event happens, you want this to shut off, but you want this to turn on at the same time. You can do that with a relay. Essentially, a relay just takes a signal. There's a little coil inside of these things. Um, and when you energize that coil, it changes the states of all of the contacts that are wired to it. So. Uh, on these diagrams, I'll show you here in a second, but there's ways to wire this thing so that you can have things that are normally on shut off and things that are normally off turn on, and you can do them at the exact same time. This episode is brought to you by Rogers. Rogers is a large electrical contracting company. They operate um, in 48 states. They're nationwide. They've got over 1,500 employees. I think there's like probably 800 service techs. Um, so if you're looking for another opportunity and you're trying to go to maybe a little bit bigger company, um, check out Rogers. There is a link in the description below. So the environment that you would, would need a relay or a contactor is something that you want to be able to control somehow, turning on and off, but you're controlling separate circuits and multiple of them. And you can't do that with a regular switch. Now, what sets a contactor and a relay apart really is the function of how that's done and what you can control while controlling other things at the same time. The, the challenge with a contactor is a lot of times all of these are normally closed or all of them are normally open. This is basically a way to switch a bunch of circuits that all do the exact same thing. They're all off for most of the time and then boom, they're all on or the reverse happens. You can have normally open or normally closed contactors so that usually uh, everything is held in one position and then when you energize it, it changes the states of it. But it's kind of all doing the same thing at the same time type of use. A relay is a little bit different in that relays give you multiple options for how you can interact with a circuit. So most of them are still gonna have like a regular coil circuit where you would run a signal or run some kind of bump to change the state of this thing from closed to open or from open to closed. What's cool about a relay though is that there's, you can see a little wiring diagram right here. This ice cube relay comes with multiple normally open and multiple normally closed configurations. So say you wanted a certain set of lights to turn on and a certain set to turn off at the exact same time. Well, you can't just bump a, a contactor to do that because this is all open or all closed. So every single thing is going to do the exact same thing. 
Well, a relay, you have the option. So you could set up a couple of these to be on the normally closed setting while you have a few of them that are on the normally open setting. So when this thing energizes and changes states, it changes the states for everything. So anything that's wired normally closed, meaning like normally on all the time, and then anything that's normally open, which is normally off all the time, it's gonna change the states of both of them. So it's gonna make some lights turn on, some lights turn off when that change happens. So that's the cool thing about relays. Relays are usually um, rated at a little bit less, well, quite a bit less um, power than a contactor. Contactors, I mean, they're bigger. They have a lot more metal inside of them. They can handle a lot higher amperage. You can get these things at a lot higher ratings. Then you can get something like this. These are just tiny little pieces of metal, tiny pieces of wire. Um, so they can't go through the same kind of abuse of current as a contactor can. Um, so this relay, for instance, this is a 24 volt relay. Um, it's rated at 240 volts, 10 amps, which means you can actually run a 240 volt circuit through this thing. That can be the circuit that you're switching on and off. If you've got some parking lot poles that are 240 volt poles, you could use this. However, it's only 10 amp rated. so. I mean, you can only do like so many, or if they have like LEDs or something like that, that you could probably do that. But you gotta watch the rating of it. Otherwise, this just, thing's just gonna burn up. It's not gonna last very long. Um, but it's a 24 volt coil. So what that means is the way to energize this thing and to get it to flip and switch between uh, its normally open or normally closed state to change states, you have to run it with a 24 volt circuit. So that means that basically you need some kind of automatic circuit or something that can hit it to change states, but you can only run 24 volts for that thing. So if you had a photo cell or something that you know, a 24 volt power supply with a switch on it and you flip that switch, you send 24 volts to it and then it changes states and it allows that 240 that's coming into it to go out into the field. Um, there's different ones, different ratings. This guy is printed like upside down. This has a 120 volt coil, but it'll do 240 volts. It'll send the circuits coming in and the circuits coming out of it, coming from your panel, going out to the light poles, you could have four of them. And you could do, well, technically it's 240. You could only have two. You could have a 240 circuit here and a 240 circuit here coming from your panel and then 240 out to a light and 240 out to like another row of lights. But to get this thing to actually change states, you need to bump it with a 120 volt circuit, like a, like a, a control circuit from somewhere else. Um, usually how that's done is you're gonna have a time clock somewhere, you're gonna have a photo cell somewhere, you could have a light switch, but there still needs to be some either manual or automatic means of sending power to that contactor during certain times and taking that power away. So in one instance, say we're in like a, a big box store and a manager wants to just walk in and flip a switch. That's a 120 volt switch. He flips it on, sends 120 volts to the coil inside of this thing, sorry, this one, sends 120 volts to the coil, it energizes that coil, sucks that magnet shut, so some of the open contacts are now closed, allowing power to go through, 
and some of the closed contacts are now open, which doesn't allow them to send any more power through. But that's pretty much it. So from your panel, you could run a 120 volt circuit up to a photo cell that is sitting on top of a roof somewhere, and then come back down with the wire and hit the coil on this. So basically that photo cell, every time it turns dark outside, it's going to allow power through it. It's gonna close the contacts inside of that photo cell and send power to this thing. That closes the coil and it makes this thing work. Everything changes states. Um, same thing with a time clock. You know, that's just essentially the same thing as a photocell. It's just instead of like with through seeing uh, photovoltaics, it's using a little dial that has a clock attached to it. So when a certain time, you know, happens that you set this thing to, it sends power to the coil on this, snaps that thing open or shut, whatever version you're, you have, and then either allows or disallows power to go out in the field. It's really that easy. There's just a bunch of different types. So um, this is another style, you know, this looks pretty much like a contactor. Um, this is 600 volt rated, still only 10 amps. It's got a 120 volt coil. You can always see the coil voltage when you look at the actual coil, kind of like this contactor. Um, it has a whole bunch of like voltage, amperage, what it can be used for on the big sticker. But then once you look at the coil itself, you see the coil voltage. And this coil is rated at 110 volts at 50 Hertz. So like European systems um, or 120 volts at 60 Hertz, which is US systems. Um, some things to note about ice cube relays in general. Um, this is called a cube relay or an ice cube relay. Um, pretty much it's because you can take this thing off and it's like an ice cube in your hand. But if you notice on this one, it's got 11 pins around it and there's 11 pins here. This thing has a very specific way it has to engage. It won't go on any other way. Um, but each one of these pins corresponds on this diagram to either the coil, one end of the coil or the other end of the coil. Um, for example, pin two and pin 10 are the coil. So you have to look at the base of this thing and every single one of these terminals are labeled in the plastic and the molding. It says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So you have to look at the schematic to wire one of these and figure out, okay, well, if two and 10 are my coil voltage, then it looks like my Common is gonna be 11 and one and six. My normally open is seven and nine and three. So you have multiple different normally opens and multiple different normally closed. So on this, uh, you see that there's the coil at the bottom. You have one circuit essentially on the uh, left, on the top and on the right. So there's three different things that you could have happen. And that's not even necessarily true. There's really six. So you could have every single one of the normally closed contacts be wired and every one of the normally open contacts be wired so that when this thing energizes or de-energizes, you have three normally closed things that are changing to normally open, which again is shutting them off. And at the same time that that's happening, since you're changing states, you have all of the three normally open ones that are now closing, allowing power to send through. So you could really essentially with an 11 pin um, cube relay, you could control six different things going on at the same time, three of which would be turning on, three of which would be turning off. Um, but if you only, if you don't have to do that where you're like interlocking things where you're trying to make something turn off and something turn on at the same time, if you're just doing things turning on at the same time, um, you can do that too. It's just kind of silly because that's what a contactor's for.
So one other thing about uh, ice cube relays is there's a few different styles and you gotta be careful when you're ordering these or when you come across one to know which style you're working with. So this uh, is a 11 pin. There's 11 pins on the bottom, 11 holes where they stab. Um, the wiring schematic shows that you could do six different things with it or three, three different things depending on how you look at it. This is an eight pin. So you cannot use this cube to stick into this base. 11 pins, eight pins. So you gotta make sure that whatever you order stuff that you're getting the right stuff and you need to know why you would need an eight pin versus why you would need an 11 pin. So like I said, you have three normally open contacts and three normally closed contacts. You can either do three whole circuits or you could do three uh, three that are going to be closing and three that are going to be opening. With this, you can only do two or four. So you can either have two circuits that are closed that now open, or you can do two circuits that are open that now close. Or again, if you're going to interlock and try to get some stuff off while some stuff is, is on and have the states change on everything, then you can do up, up to four. You could have two normally closed. And then when this thing uh, closes, you, they become open and at the same time, the open ones become closed, um, but it's a two slash four kind of thing, whereas this is a three slash six. So um, if you're just controlling like two rows of lights, you can use either one of these, it doesn't matter. But if you're trying to control three different uh, rows of lights, run three circuits through there, you can't use an eight pin, because again, an eight pin is only gonna do two circuits on or off, or two circuits on and off, um, but two circuits. So this thing, three circuits. What are the problems that happen with relays? Relays tend to be run wrong voltage too often. Um, so sometimes people won't pay attention to the coil voltage and they'll have a 240 volt coil, they'll run 110 to it, the thing will kind of chatter. Some of them will, some of them won't. Some of them just won't work at all, but some of them might engage and start to chatter and you don't realize what's going on and they sit and do that and they're under voltage for too long. Some people don't realize there's a 120 volt coil and they run 208 to it and they blow that thing instantly inside of here. Um, so coil voltage, just making sure that you're running the right thing to it. Uh, another thing is some people are not very good at reading schematics and understanding how these things are supposed to run. So um, another thing, just be really careful with how you're wiring it. If you miswire something um, or if you try to like hack wire into these little terminals and you end up having a loose connection, sometimes that loose connection arcs over time, heats up and then melts. Um, so there's a lot of different like weird things that can happen with these. All right, so that's pretty much it for how relays work. Um, there's a lot more in depth that I could go actually wiring them and showing you how they work and how you would want to rearrange things to get this to happen while this is happening or how, you know, I could go a lot more in depth and I'm going to, just not in this video. So please let me know uh, if you guys have any more questions, if there's anything I didn't explain well or anything that you kind of want me to dive off a little bit deeper in, um, leave some comments below, please, please, please. So thank you guys so much for your attention. I appreciate it. Uh, I love y'all crazy mofos and I will see you in the next video.